And we're live, PKN episode 102. How is everybody? Really awesome. pissed. Oh. <laughs> Great. Have you, have you been watching the, uh, the DNC convention uh, the last couple days? I've only been reading about it. And it's tough because uh, I, I read these really biased sources and it, I mean, at least I'm entertained. Apparently, it's a total shit show. Like, what's, I wouldn't say it's a total shit show. I've been watching. So today was the roll call, right? And if you if you're a game of, or a uh, House of Cards fan, you might remember when they did the roll call uh, and, and had that little thing in the show. It's exactly like that. You know, the 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 lady on stage says, "And the great state of Ohio, what is your you know how do you count or whatever?" And some jackass from Ohio, whoever they've appointed, is like. I'm Rick Shitbag from the Buckeye State, home of AIDS and the first human to monkey case of Ebola or whatever they're famous <laughs> for there. Like he goes on this whole rant from wherever he is. And some of it's this obscure bullshit like the home of Prince's Purple Rain. And it's like the movie or the song where he wrote it there. He recorded it there. I don't know. But <laughs> they, they considered filming Family Matters here. <laughs> you know, like, the, 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 did you know that? Like this little minutia that doesn't matter. Yeah, the all short this shit that means nothing. And then they, uh, and then they say, you know, um, <laughs> then they get to the part where they've got to read the votes out, and it's you know we have seventy three votes for the greatest man who ever lived or ever will live, Bernie Sanders, and and fourteen votes for Hillary Rotten Rodham Clinton. <laughs> like they're not quite that bad with it, but I could tell some of them. You could tell the states that uh, that felt differently about things. And the best part is that I think these are delegates and like party insiders and delegates, family members and such that crowd around the speaker mm -hmm. to get on camera. So everybody's like sticking yeah. their face into the shot, <laughs> trying to get in there and and like smiling maniacally for the camera. And there's all these weird characters. There was this one lady from. I want to say Oklahoma, but that seems prejudiced to begin with. I don't remember where she was from, but probably Oklahoma. But she was the one speaking for the Sanders delegation. You know, the, the first speaker goes, and I'm going to hand the microphone off to, and, he, and then, rah, 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 rah. Like, you don't even, he didn't even introduce her properly. He just kind of hands it. And she can't, it's, it's attached. So she's stuck in this weird, awkward place between <laughs> getting on mic and like, so she's like leaning a row up and trying to get on mic. And the shadows fall on her face just well enough that you can see that she has as much facial hair as I do. She has a mustache that comes down, and you can see that it turns it turns into a broader growth. That's her whole face, and she, you know, she says her thing for Sanders or whatever. It was a oh, and then the best part for me is the signs, right? So you know, these people have Bernie. This guy's up there, and you know, from the great state of Florida, home of rape and crocodile deaths. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a guy with a Bernie for 2016 poster right in front of his face, like the whole, like this, like bouncing it. And he's just kind of like, he's, he's got to stay on mic because it's attached. He can't come over here like, <laughs> like this. And they're like, get out of here, you whippersnapper, socialist piece of shit. You can't do that. He's got to be right here with the sign. And sometimes they've got banners, big, like eight foot long banners that they were, they were wagging. In there the were end, people pulling away Bernie signs from mm -hmm. Bernie supporters there, walking around collecting them. People modifying ridiculous. the Hillary signs to be Bernie ones. In fairness, the Republican one was sort of equally a shit show. 
I mean, Ted mm. Cruz came on there and just pissed all over the presidential nominee. That was yeah. pretty funny. There's like a there's two living Republican presidents right now. Neither of them will come because they're Bushes. I you know maybe they don't have the energy for it. That'd be my guess. Nah, they. they <laughs> but uh, for, uh, Paul Ryan did Trump he speak? showed up the other day for that thing. Oh, I, Paul I Ryan had it. to speak. He's the chairperson. Yeah, has to. like it's it's a. Oh. Uh, requirement um yeah i don't know if we talked about uh i know we didn't talk about the rnc really but good lord like i know cruz didn't come out and endorse him but trump couldn't have handled that like more of a buffoon you think like he he let everybody he goes you know go up there and vote your conscience or whatever he mm -hmm. said up and down the ticket vote your conscience and trump like almost cuts him off near the end after he comes out of there like he's a fucking professional wrestler and then stands there and allows them to all just boo the shit out of Cruz when it should have been like, you know what, he's exactly right. Everybody vote your conscience, and I think we all know where your conscience is going to vote. You know, and just like embrace that of like, right. yeah, it, it's like he was endorsing me because clearly I'm the person whose conscience you would be pointed towards if you have a good conscience. Like, And he just bumbled through it, as he tends to do, because it seems like he's, mm. oh, he's just a buffoon. But... He's the better option. Ugh. Oh, God, I don't even know. I go all over the place. Like, I, what's come out lately about Hillary. Like, so it's not a surprise to me that Hillary is corrupt. But to see the evidence come out has had an impact on the way I think about her. Even though I feel like I knew it. You know, it's for people who don't know, the Democratic National Committee, right, is sort of the framework that's supposed to select a nominee. They're not supposed to be on Hillary's team. They're mm -hmm. supposed to be the infrastructure that like facilitates the voting and counts and stuff like that. It has become very clear there is no distinction between Hillary's team and the DNC. They are just Hillary's team. And um, the, like the internal emails are coming through where they talk about how to like gotcha on Bernie on like religious issues. Um, Debbie Wasserman Schultz has been forced to resign early, kind of in shame. So Hillary immediately picked her up and added her to her campaign, or one might say, back to her campaign. You know, because yeah. she was kind of on it before, and like it. it look, Trump is crooked as fuck. Trump will lie to you. It's so easily without any weight on his conscience. He'll say anything. He doesn't believe some of the things he's saying. And he has this skill where if he says, I'm pro-life and you're not, you'll say, yeah, he probably doesn't mean that one, you know? And if he says, you know, I'm pro-gun and you are, you say, ah, I bet you that one's real. Um, but, you know, the truth is Trump yeah. lies too. But something about the way Hillary does it, it like it's... It really makes me feel like she's going to get in office and be corrupt as fuck. Oh, another one. And I don't know if there's any different on the Republican side, but she's, they're like reached out to donors and they're like, hey, let us know what positions you'd like to have inside the government. You know, it'd be pretty hard to get U.S. Postal Service. But if that's your thing, you know, just put your name on the list. Cause uh, they, they had a whole list of I, I love that they had their graphics for this stuff. So you can really break it down and see uh -huh. you could see. The donations that these individual people made and then their spouse made as well because mm -hmm. they were doubling up in that way. And then the rewards that they were given. And, you know, 100 grand will get you dinner with the president. 150 and the first lady will be there. It was all the, all of these little – and some, some guys just got a meeting with, some, with the president and, you know, 80 grand and shit like that. But some of it they were talking about giving them these positions like chairman of the endowment program or the arts program. I don't even know what that guy does. 
-hmm. but I bet he gets paid a nice salary and uh, he does very little. Sounds like a fluff position. Yeah. Right. And they may have some influence, right? It it, it may be like, all right, you know, so I run a trucking company. Now I'm chairman of the U.S. Postal Service and I'm able to, you know, funnel some money into, you know, things that would benefit me. Like that, that's why people donate money to government. And to see it from Hillary's campaign campaign really get exposed like that was like, oh my God, is she the better option? You know, because I felt like she was three weeks ago and. I'm having a real hard time with this. Yeah, it's a lot of like what you're saying with like the fluff jobs and them taking that. It's like uh, they'll give some bullshit. Like, you know, if you donate quarter of a million dollars, maybe we make you the government, uh, you know, business outreach, you know, ambassador for Indiana. And then that guy's already a business owner. And so, of course, the businesses he wants to pull into the fold to be government contractors are his businesses or friends' businesses Mm -hmm. or giving priority. Like, it's just. It's crooked across the board. The whole thing with uh, this is moving tangentially, I guess. Uh, the the fake Craigslist ads that they were going to post, yeah. trying to get like, like and seeing the way they talked about it in the email, like just like normal people, like oh, how about we make it so that it says that he only wants hot women to be working for him, like oh, that's good, that's good, you know. And they, it's like oh my god, these are like gossipy middle schoolers who are really having a real influence on the country just through flagrant lies. Can you do like you, can you remember the name of the guy? Was it Pablo, the media director guy? I think you're right. That sounds familiar. He was the greatest. They're like, you know, I, I think they had someone scheduled to arrive early. And she just wanted to come later. Like she wanted to sleep in or something. And uh, it sounded like an episode of Veep. Like, you know, how about we just fucking don't do it at all and let them pull in a Trump surrogate instead. Yeah. They can control the goddamn news cycle that morning. And I'm like... Wait, that's real? Because this reads yeah. like Veep. You know, this is incredible. Yeah. Did you see like the the actual correspondence of like MSNBC and news sites seeking approval from the DNC to post things? And the DNC's like, no, no. And MSNBC's like, oh, okay. Like we're I clearly on one. your side. Yeah. So dirty. It's so like, dirty. It's, it, it's, it's awful. And it's what we've always known. It's what we've always known, right? That that, that there was you you had a big machine. That that from the top to the bottom uh, was had its own ideas at heart, and it, it had nothing to do with the people's will. And it wasn't. Republican, it's not a democracy. The Republican side is the same, but I bet if it was leaked, it wouldn't be the same for Trump. You know, I bet there's some RNC thing who's like, "How can we get Bush to win? How can we, you know, oh, arrange yeah. this question?" Oh, Trump overcame this, right? Yeah, like, like yeah. Trump. Trump, there was a whole. There was a, a system probably just as, if not more, corrupt going against Trump. And he beat it. That's why, you know, Trump is is a shithead, but man, he is a winner. Somehow he came out and beat that thing. It, it it's absurd the, the the win that he's had here already. Just just beating that yeah. Bush machine that was in place. They had gone so far as to make Florida, uh, you know, come up at, at the perfect time in the in the cycle so that it would be a knockout blow for whoever won it. And of course, who else would win it other than you know the the former governor, and- the beloved Bush. And, oh, and no. it was winner take all too. So, yeah. so Kyle made like there's two points there. One is Kyle's like it was right at the point where you get a winner take all like Florida, like you get Florida, and the other people will start quitting because of that. And they made it winner take all. Like they really lined up that thing for some incumbents, and then Trump won Florida. So yeah, yeah. it seemed like it was going to be a battle of like, well, obviously the media just because there's more left leaning 
like TV shows and whatnot than there is right because Fox is relegated, which is why Fox is so much bigger than any liberal news site. It's not that like see secretly everybody's conservative. It's that no, they all go to Fox because that's their they've consolidated. You know, that's their lighthouse. Whereas if I, you're on the I left, you can be Fox... MSNBC, you can be CNN, uh, HLN, any of those. So they disperse that same group. What's HLN? It's another news site. Oh, maybe I'm saying it wrong. But, I um, think that Fox definitely is biased to the right, but I oh, don't yeah. think they're as biased to the, the right as MSNBC is to the left, and perhaps CNN as well. Um, at least there's not, there's not a whole treasure trove of evidence to suggest that, uh, at least not yet anyway, and there is for the uh, DNC. Yeah. See, I might be looking CNN. at... Oh, go ahead. I, I might be looking at it through the lens of like a, a leftist, because to me, MSNBC, and especially CNN, like do their best to stick to the truth, and Fox is just like all feelings, emotions, and you know silliness. Yeah. I watched Truly Terrible or at least well, there's parts a lot of, of programs on Fox where um, Taylor was saying that on the left it's all like feelings and stuff, and on the right it's all facts and stats based. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, like coming from a conservative, because for me as a liberal, I guess um, mm -hmm. I've always felt the opposite. Like, oh, the liberals are all about policies and facts and numbers, and the and the right they're all feelings and. You know, yeah. like emotions. It's like selective blindness, too. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, like, if I see some, I don't watch Fox, I don't watch any mainstream media, so I can't speak too much to how biased they all are, although I do know. It you know, depends which Fox program. to the right, CNN to the left, MSNBC very far to the left. That's like, I would say that's the Fox of the left. You Fair. know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it comes down to, like, if you see an emotional <laughs> argument on your side, you're way less likely to see it as that you're more right. likely to be like well that's just truth clearly like uh, who cares if it's emotional that's just the way reality is sometimes emotions are correct you know like the and it's it it's so easy to lose yourself in that and i do that often where i get lost on my side and i don't look at it neutrally enough like i think it's pretty natural for people but you know i do it, it's they both like i was talking to chiz the other day and he's like you know republicans are the party of fear you know, Democrats don't focus on fear as much. And I was like, well, Chiz, it's just different kinds of fear. Republicans run on security as their form of fear. Of mm -hmm. There's an outside agent. There's ISIS. There's the Russians. There's this, that, and the other. They're going to come get us. we got to build up security. we got to make sure we're solid on the home front. That's their fear. The left seems to have the, use the fear of the Republican Party more often. And of, the you know, corporate machine. Right, and whatever that consists machine. of. Uh, yeah. A lot of uh, vague allusions to institutionalize this or systematic that. You know, yeah, no calling out of the actual rigged. institution. Yeah, <laughs> what system? What institution? Uh, well, there's no answer to that, you know, because they're all embroiled in this same blah, 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 <laughs> And it, it makes no sense. So I totally see how I'm wrong in a lot of ways, and the left is right. But I also, like, I'm on the... Everybody believes that they do because they think they're doing, like, they're believing the correct way. Like, nobody's maliciously wrong. So, like, Some people are. Those are the truly some, evil people, oh, right? Like, the like politicians themselves are. I, I was reading about, like, the different kinds of uh, evil that they had, were displayed in monkeys, and they were taking, talking about the Machiavellian evil versus the psychopathic evil and, and all that stuff. And, and so all those exist out there in one form or another in humans because they just do. But... <laughs> Go ahead. You know who I think is evil that ties in with what you're saying? Glenn Beck. <laughs> no, he's So here, Glenn let me Beck hear this out. Is, uh, is I, I watched. I watched a Glenn Beck scene. All right, he, he was on Fox News at the time, and he was like, "Look at this mural on the side of the street," and there was like wheat in it or something. He's like, "You know what wheat is? Wheat is a is what the Russians grow." 
That's why they have a sickle on their flag. There is communist influences on this building, and that building is less than one block from MSNBC, right? He's literally like calling, he, he makes a connection to MSNBC having communist ties because there is wheat across the street on another building in the same block. There are much easier ways to tie MSNBC oh. to communism than a building with some okay. flowing fields but, of grain on it. But yeah. to call Glenn, like that is, I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, Glenn Beck is a lot of things. But I don't think stupid is one of them. I think he's making a TV show and some of the people watching it are stupid. Some of the people watching it are buying this hook, line, and sinker and he's just hurting America all the way to the bank. Yeah, I, I, I think of him, like, and the way he does it is very clever too as far as manipulation. He is, I haven't watched anything he has in a long time. I almost want to say I remember something like you're talking about. But he is, he's so, he's a, he's crazy. He's a crazy person. But what he would do is stuff Cheetos? like, did you see uh, and notice anything on this building? That's right. And then he does his little drawing. Mm -hmm. Wheat. And how, pray tell, do you get wheat? <laughs> With? What's that? It's a hammer and sickle. <laughs> MSNBC. Communism. Soviet Union. <laughs> like, and then, like, he, he tries to make it seem like the viewer, who's clearly not very bright if they're buying into it, is, like, seeing through the Da Vinci Code. Like, all the pieces and the yeah. parts are floating into place when really no. it's just some idiot and, and making I, connections. That don't I don't exist. know that my father bought that one, like, but he became a Glenn Beck fan. Fanboy, even. I'm on a Disney cruise, right, with, with my father and that guy, Dick. If you guys have watched my videos, you know Dick, the phone book multimillionaire dude. He, um... Uh, they they show up at dinner and both of them have it was like a formal night so they both rock their Glenn Beck outfits they have like a, a sports coat on a full thing and then like running shoes and they're like look we're doing the Glenn Beck yeah Glenn Beck like yeah like they're all psyched to be like Glenn Beck cosplaying on a Disney cruise and like it showed a level of fandom that you wouldn't expect from a like my my dad's smart. Right, he's smarter than me, uh, and, and like he's Glenn Beck Isn't cosplay. Glenn Beck a Mormon? I don't know. <laughs> I'm almost, I'm almost a hundred percent sure Glenn Beck is Mormon. So one of the things that I saw, one of the things I saw from Glenn Beck that that I that, that stuck with me was I remember when the Fukushima uh, meltdown was happening, okay. and he was trying to reassure people. And he did it, and he he demonstrated the containment around these nuclear reactors using pots and pans and M and M's. he was pouring the M and M's into this one pot, and then he put the top lid on it, and then he put that one into a bigger pot and put the lid on that. He's like, you see, even if the M and M's somehow got out of this pot, the big pot's just gonna catch him. It's just gonna catch him. And hey, they get out of the big pot, it's just an M and M. <laughs> no problem, Eric. Please tell me that part's true. <laughs> no, no, that's not true at all. I want to believe. Um, but, but but he was like giving all the. I I I feel like he was just reassuring. Like like why is everyone worried about this? Which isn't his style. You would think he'd be the other yeah. end. Like get your iodine capsules. Everyone on the West Coast is dead. <laughs> okay, here's the Midwest is sterile. So I don't know why I I put such a high like standard for morality underwear. on him 
But he really, really pitched the cash for gold stuff all the time. Because real companies didn't want to advertise with him. You know, you don't see Coca-Cola on the Glenn Beck show, but cash for gold. So he's rallying the fear-based stuff, saying the economy's about to collapse. Everything is terrible. Put your money in gold. If your money's not in gold, your dollars dollars are going to be worthless. And he really went heavy on this cash for gold thing. Cash for gold is right next to those, like... uh, Payday advance loan place. Got a new yeah. One, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were on the same page. You know what his new thing is? No. He has started selling these uh apocalypse food buckets. You get like a five gallon bucket full of like his his MREs or whatever and supplies, and they're for the apocalypse that he preaches about now. Wow. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he's super duper uh, anti uh, Donald Trump. Like, he cried, um, like, on camera uh, repeatedly. Um, and there was this one time he's trying to mock Trump. And, you know, Trump's not that hard to mock, right? Like, like it's. Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. And, and for, to his credit, it's rare you get under his skin. I, I, Obama definitely hurt his feelings. Um, but I remember. I think Glenn of Trump as sensitive, but carry on. Glenn Beck covers his face in Cheetos. He takes handfuls of Cheetos <laughs> and rubs them into his face. And he, in what? his head, he's mocking Trump because now he's orange. He goes, look, I'm Donald Trump. And the Cheetos are just falling oh, off. Oh, it's of disgusting. Him. Like, yeah, yeah. He's made a mess. He's like, he's going to break <laughs> out so bad. You know he is. He's got that Cheeto grease. He's going he's gonna to have pimples all over yeah. his fucking forehead, like, like all over him. He looks We're now sponsored horrible. by Accutane. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when he spread the Cheetos all over himself, it wasn't like he overspray tanned himself, which would be like a decent mocking, or yeah. like change the color tint or something in the cameras. No. Or did he, blackface. <laughs> so so he has like Cheeto crumbs on his face. It looks like an extreme version of teenaged acne or something. Like it's it's a disgusting image, and the photos of it just you know ran wild on the and, internet. And he's like, "Ha! Look what I did! I'm so clever! Look how I mocked uh, Trump!" Like he, th- he he that's what he thinks. Meanwhile, you're looking at him like, "Isn't that guy like 50? <laughs> like, yeah. what the? F- fuck is his problem this guy is a moron and you know you, you watch like three more minutes into his show and he gets to the food buckets <laughs> and you know for sure then and, and glenn, um, glenn beck is a he said he was gonna kill himself rich, if trump rich got dunce. um nominated and uh at one point i don't know if it was when he sealed it or if it was just you know when he had a really good day milo tweets out to him he's like glenn you okay babe and something like i, I don't know that 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 sequence of words from Milo, like, are you okay, babe? Like, the, with the babe on it, like, it tickled me. Like, I just loved it. I was like, oh, my God. Milo crushed him under the illusion of, like, sensitivity. Yeah, like, concern trolling. Yeah. Oh, but. I like, listened to live coverage of the Republican National Convention, and it's like uh-huh. Brett Baer or somebody on there, like one of their very established journalists who really does shoot it down the middle and gives Trump a lot of shit. And he's like, is that that? that Milo person, and someone goes, they call him Nero on Twitter. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he, he seems to be, well, he's got a, a whole bunch of guys with him, and, well, they're all dressed up like the village people, but just the police officer, all of them. <laughs> 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 they're wearing biker leathers and, like, police uniforms and, like, super flamboyantly gay marching through. <laughs> <laughs> Was that at the D- uh, RNC? Yeah, I heard that on Fox News Radio, or maybe oh. Politico, or or or, or uh, POTUS, or something like that. I listen to a bunch of political. I, I got like see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't see it, but I heard it. They were like they're dressed, and and his it was probably funnier to hear it than it would be to see. It. He's like they're dressed up like the village people, but 
but only the police officer. Yeah, they're having a great time. <laughs> Dude, so I've been into politics for a long time, and I'm old, so like I, you know, I've been like really following for a good 20 years now. I can't remember a campaign where I thought as little of the candidates and as much of the entertainment. You know, I, I, I follow it like sports to some extent, and never has there been this much like drama and corruption. And there's no Milo's in the Barack versus Romney. Ah, uh, there was campaign. Obama girl. You had her on there. That she, that was kind of a thing. She wasn't nearly as incendiary as not as quite. Milo. No, yeah, no, there's no, a no, Trump no, girl. No. It just didn't catch on, but I saw her videos. Yeah, she was like only one foot in. Like she acted like she was hot for Trump, but then some of the lyrics were kind of anti-Trump. You know, no wonder no one rallied around her. Yeah, yeah. you got to get on board 100%. The Trump train don't stop, and it's not picking up people for uh, you know little quick trips either. We're going all the way, dude. I so he's winning. Right I'd vote now. for Gary Johnson if Hillary Clinton weren't running. <laughs> I really would. I, yeah. I really would. I thought that like post convention there was always a giant bounce, but I I read recently that. Um, it's not true, and there hasn't been a bounce like this since 2000. So good bounce, six points um, um, immediately following. But I think he moved like 10 points or 13 points from like Thursday to like Tuesday or something. You know, from last Thursday to, to like today, uh, a massive, massive bump. And, and now next week, if Hillary Clinton jumps right back and she's within two points, we'll be like, oh, okay, that was the convention. Now things will settle out, and we'll see what happens when a guy who doesn't want to put $1 billion into a national campaign like a traditional candidate, runs up against this established, uh, connected candidate with all the strings dancing above her mm -hmm. and the billion dollars if she needs it for sure. A billion and a quarter probably if it took it. So we'll see what happens there. But if he maintains 10 points going into next month, that's looking real bad. If, if he makes it into next month with 10 points then it's, it's starting to look yeah. very serious uh, the, uh and it's embarrassing for did for he like opponent. get better because what i've like i was listening to a couple podcasts about like the rnc and it was like the, the people were saying like yeah it's not that trump is like getting more popular it's that hillary is getting less popular and now it seems to be that hillary's getting even less popular. So is Trump actually gaining support for real, or is it that Hillary? How do you just even measure that? Because it seems like a zero-sum game. I mean, there's a lot of people, and I'm not far from this, who believe that if you vote for Donald Duck, you've thrown away your vote, right? So, like, they're like, oh, they're not voting for Trump. They're just voting against Hillary. What's the difference? I, yeah, no difference when you get down to it. Yeah, like, I, yeah. the reason, the, the the driving factor for why I want to vote for Donald Trump is because. I want to throw my vote against Hillary Clinton more than anything to do with. Yeah, with it's a that protest thing. vote. I don't. He's, I don't like a, her. The, the problem with Trump is like everybody. He he's an he's whatever shape you pour him into. Yeah. He will be anything. You know he's not a real conservative, and so it's funny to watch people on obviously the left be like this guy's like so far right wing and just crazy bananas like just a warmongering you know we're gonna start world war three when it's like this dude was like donating to democrats eight years ago like this guy is not a real conservative if hillary wasn't running he would have run as a democrat and completely flipped script because he's kind of crooked and will say anything at all and like by the way hillary's never met a war she didn't like you know, so yeah. if that's something that's a big voting point for you, then I think you should throw it away because the truth is, bitch loves wars. You yeah, know. she's the hawkish one. Not tr Trump spoke out against the Iraq War. Trump, I don't know where he stands. I don't know where he stands on anything. He, you know, where like he stands 
in front of whoever's in, you know, near him. Like, like, yeah. Whatever's it, opportunistic at that moment. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. And he will just sit there. He will say A today and B tomorrow all the way he, through the election. He'll make promises in, in just a second that he knows he can't keep. Right? He knows there's like no way that some of this shit's coming true. It and, might. You know, Obama there's had no lots of that hope come. and change that didn't come true. I, and he had Congress the whole time. Well, I've I seen that. him promised jobs would return to America that don't exist anymore. Like, like, I, I wish I could remember some more. Otters. Stuff. Yeah, just like, Otters. you know, all you wagon wheel makers are out of business. We're going to bring those jobs back. Those jobs Blacksmith of America, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, like the textile workers, right? So North Carolina, if you don't know, like if you go back like 20 years, was huge in making uh, clothing, right? All the textile stuff. They think those jobs went to China and Vietnam. Dude, they're not even there. Machines are doing those jobs now. Like you, you know, who used to sew, you need a new skill, babe, because it's not coming back. It's not even over there. It, it, it's gone. He was talking to a veterans group today, and uh, he was talking about how they didn't have a voice and, uh, you know, their, their problems weren't being heard. He, he said, if, when I'm in the White House, there will be a hotline so that you guys get right to me <laughs> he's like you're gonna be able to call a number and you're gonna be able to get me <laughs> if you need to and i was like that would be so great like maybe he takes 10 calls a day you know he sets out like an hour of of like taking calls you know six minutes a piece or whatever and you get you get your six minutes with trump <laughs> and it's like all right make it you just like all right, make it quick. This is POTUS. <laughs> he does it as this, like a State of the Union thing every day. He sits there in front of a camera. We yeah. got, uh, we oh, got uh, oh. uh, Christy in Wyoming. How are you, Christy? <laughs> <laughs> and he like roasts them like it's a, a radio right. show. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. We're, we're, not, we're not talking about that. You know? Like it's a show. Like it's The Apprentice or something. Like some people would just come to him with like business propositions, like products and stuff. Like, like, like that's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for Shark <laughs> Tank. Tune in Monday, weeknights on ABC. <laughs> you need Shark Tank POTUS edition. This is like, you know, Dr. Oz POTUS edition. Great. I would love it. I would love it if he treated the presidency like that. If he was like, fuck, I'm the president? I could be the star of my own sitcom. Imagine the ratings. And he's just like goes and gets a job like acting and, and like real he's got president of DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's every what if he allowed like cameras like like this is my new show and you're just following him in and it's like uh it's like House of Cards a little bit, but it's it's Trump it's, it's like oh <laughs> What if he pimps out the White House? What would be funny? He like he he gets in the White House and he's like showing off the room. Everything's fucking gold and oh. gaudy and purple. And he he's like, this is what it was like when Obama was done. I haven't even touched this. Like, this is just Obama's taste. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when uh, Bush was heading out, or uh, when the Clintons were heading out. Uh, the, I, I remember the Bushes having something about wanting to steam clean the Oval Office or something. I think they made a statement like that or something. <laughs> there was some little like snarky remark about. You know, how's the transition into the White House gone for George Bush? And they're like, well, there's a lot of steam cleaning to do, of course, on day one. Wanted to get in all the crevices, you know, something like that. Under the desk. Just little rips in each other. I remember Did you see how much everybody, uh, or I guess a better one, is the list of people who are speaking tonight at the DNC, the mothers of the movement. It's all the moms of every... Uh, black individual who's been shot by a cop in like the last year and they did not discriminate so it was like oh you know uh, 
this case where the guy, you know, hit a cop with a baton and then got shot, come on in here. You know, you're just the same as someone whose kid was wrongfully shot. You know, they got the mom of like, and it make it's meaningless at that point. Like that's it's the same problem Dude. that they have with rape or any kind of thing where they've they've pushed it so much that like 20 years ago you say you know this person raped me or whatever. It's oh my god, what the fuck? It now it's well is is it really that or were you really assaulted or what? Now we have to get into like definitions because it's so pushed and disingenuous and used politically. Well, how, how thing, did the rape begin? Well, I was on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I was want like, okay, one thing that Republicans are doing so much better than the Democrats is choosing their, like, spokesman, right? Just imagine what a Republican woman looks like. In my head is this like model photo shoot with some like loose fitting brawlish short shirt, Fem Daisy Dukes posing on a chair with a MAGA hat, right? A Make America Great. Now picture a, rep a Democratic woman, right? She's pissed off. She has. They have a cave troll. They had yeah. The, the that, oh, what was the woman's name? <laughs> Would they name her who did the shaking of the arms? Trigglypuff. Trigglypuff. Yeah, yeah, right. But like, or or the um, the liberal meme with the that the like she doesn't wash herself and she's got yeah, the like, dreadlocks. Is there a name for that meme? Do you guys know it? I don't know the name of it, but yeah. I know the one you're talking about with her. She looks like Harry Potter. She's dating, whatever. not dating. She's voting for Hillary, guaranteed. Right, only because Bernie didn't make it. The, it. Like the the way that they choose their spokesman, Hillary's literally putting like all these moms of like you know, like mothers raising criminals on her stage, and MRC, come on up. But oh, and today I today they brought an actual illegal immigrant on stage, and it was like not so like she was well, rest brought assured, over by her family that when she was young. She won't be voting for Hillary. I would have loved it she if, can't like, vote. If, 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 if I'm the Trump campaign and like you know the the uh, the, the the dates of the conventions were juxtaposed, I, I'd, be, I'd do the same thing. I'd have an illegal come up on stage, but then fucking arrest his ass right there, black bag him, whack him over the head, drag him off, and Trump comes out. That's how it's done. <laughs> Fire! Like, yeah. get, get him out of here! <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, he's. He's going to be put on a Trump helicopter and dropped off 75 miles south of the border. A hundred feet in the air. No, we take him all the way to Panama, this guy. He's going to have to work his way back up to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> started, he's starting in the real shit countries in South America now. <laughs> you know, try it in Venezuela, buddy. You try to get back here. You know? <laughs> Send you to Honduras. You can make my ties. Big fan of socialism, huh? You know? <laughs> That's the... Oh, I, I see so many Democrats pointing like, do you realize that Trump's daughter's clothing is made in China? It's like, ooh, what a gotcha. Do you realize Debbie Washerman Schultz stacked the deck in the elections against Bernie? And now Indian? she transitioned to like Hillary's campaign? Like, and, and you're going after like Trump's kids' clothing? Yeah. I, no, the real story here is that a Nordic lady read a story or a speech that was set in front of her. You know? And oh, then his they wife? Act like it was malicious, where they're like, did she sit down and perhaps get too lazy with her plagiarism? No. She no. wrote that. She just handed that. No. There is no way. No, they always say they write that. They don't actually write those. Uh, apparently, a, a speechwriter wrote the first draft, and she, like, added that part. 
I wish I could you quote know, my source. I because I, I thought the same that thing. She said that I heard her voice say it. Like oh, that's okay. my source of her of her, her being. Like, oh yes, I try not to get too much help. Uh, you know, I write, I write. <laughs> and at least like before the speech, like she like verbatim, virtually, she was like, I try not to get too much help. Like she emphasized that she's like, I didn't get too much help. I, I you know I wanted to do it myself. Clearly, someone here I had heard that thing. Fun yeah. on Twitter with that thing. I had like hundreds of retweets, but I, I was like, "The boys in the hood are always hard." You come talking, you trash. I'll pull your card, Melina Trump. Oh, <laughs> I had some fun with that too. Like <laughs> just like uh, I have a dream and like, yeah. other famous speeches. Uh -huh. but it was still funny. <laughs> like uh, I, I, I've given so much shit to Bernie supporters like in the last months, but. It's, I'm really, you know, credit where credit's due. I'm really enjoying seeing them stick to their guns at the DNC, despite their deceiving leader up there, you know, going, you know, I, I took all your money and and I, now it's going to be anti-establishment and now I am going to hand it to the establishment and instruct you to vote for said establishment. It's like, what? Like, that you can't just do a, a switchy switcheroo like that. That's bullshit. And his fans are calling him out. Yeah. and I'm liking that. I love it. And yeah. they, his those same people called out Elizabeth Warren too, right? Elizabeth Warren. She. I don't know if you've seen it. It's an older video, and she really details like how Hillary Clinton saved this like anti-bank bill, and then when she became a senator like made it all happen like you know when she was the president's wife she heard about the evils of it and saved the day and then when she was a senator she led the charge and hillary's like that's the change right now that she's in politics she's i'm sorry uh, elizabeth warren explained all that now elizabeth warren she's throwing her full support behind hillary you know it just it I sometimes am gullible enough to believe that there are some anti-establishment people in this establishment. But then when it comes down to it, like... One. Who? Donald Trump. Trump. Oh. He's the only one. Because he's so on the silly. Yeah, Trump yeah. is the one who's standing on stage and his entire establishment is, is like around him like, nah, I won't even go. The Bushes aren't there. None of the, None of the... Yeah, none of those guys are. You know, you see Cruz. Cruz made like a a, a shady backroom video, like 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 this. He's just like, you know, a man stands by his work. <laughs> like he starts out with that. He's like, you know, it basically it was almost. He might as well had a gun to his head. It'd been been like just a just a knife just a knife coming <laughs> off screen. He's just like, Donald Trump is a great man. He will be a great a great emperor <laughs> president of these United States. <laughs> That's funny. I, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> when I watched the RNC, I thought this thing is a shit show, right? This thing is going so poorly. The news of offering Kasich the shadow presidency, like, oh, you'll be in charge of, de of uh, domestic and foreign policy, which is everything. Um, and, and Kasich be just like turning it down. Uh, a it's lot of notable Twitter. A lot of noticeable, he gets that. A lot of notable, like Republicans, yeah, right. Uh, you know, we're not coming. Like Trump doesn't have much support. I was like, man, you know, like this guy has no friends. Um, Pence, I need to do my research on Pence, but my wife has done hers, and she's just really not a fan. She really, really hates his VP pick. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Oh, do you? So, so yeah. like, but you know, he picked his like eighth favorite guy, and you know, that's what you get. You know, who was he going to get, Gingrich or Chris Christie? Uh, yeah, I don't know who was available, but I don't know if he ever asked Giuliani. But if he had asked Giuliani, I'd feel way more comfortable about voting with him, or voting for him, rather. Like, uh, Giuliani, 
Like, first of all, that would be so fucking solid. He'd he'd have a way better chance of winning New York because as blue as mm. New York is, uh, when New York City was a pile of violent shit, Giuliani went in there and he fixed it. He fixed down. that city. Yeah, took the both of them being New York guys. Being, it being, lends being him like, credibility. Dude, when yeah, I remember really when W. Bush was hiding in an underground bunker like a scared fucking child, Giuliani was standing on a pile of burning rubble saying, we're going to make this okay. And, you know, that was, yeah. was a good moment. Um, Although Giuliani had to stand there because the first response team had a building fall on him. So it really, I mean, Giuliani could have had another one fall on him. George W. was playing it safe. He was like, the first response team, what happened to them? He's like, oh, a building <laughs> fell on them, sir. They didn't make it. All of them? Yeah, FBI, the, the locals, really our best minds on the scene. They're all crushed by a building. Shit! Yeah, <laughs> like, to be fair, I don't want situation. my president there. You know, like I if do. that goes down, I don't want to like, see like, like running it. Like, He's... come and get it! You know, like, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Like in Braveheart, he's the one leading the charge. Like, come on! Yeah, <laughs> it was two days later. I, I, yeah, I have to look and see how long it took. I, I remember in my memory, which could be off, Bush hid for like three or four days. And what would you think about that, though, if you had a president literally lead some troops into battle? What if, like, tr you know, something happened? Just imagine this. Just imagine this little, this, okay. little, this little thing happens. Uh, Trump gets elected. Ugh, I don't know who we'd go to war with. Let's say that, like... China. No, nah, nothing like that. Trump's that that's not gonna that's you looking good. for it's a got, smaller opponent, nice Portugal. Small, it's it's gotta be the Cubans. Let let's say like the fucking Cubans invade oh fucking Miami. <laughs> and they're they're like Miami is ours, it's seventy percent Cuban anyway. Uh, and he's he's like, You won't take Mar-a-Lago and he fucking leads those leads his troops down there and he's imagine Trump like sticking his head out the top of an Abrams tank and he's got the four star general because <laughs> he thinks he looks like uh, uh, I think Patton. I think he looks he, he does a little bit. It, it, I think that's the general that he thinks he looks like. And he's like mentioned it before that he think there was some kind of reincarnation bullshit that he said a long time ago, you know, <laughs> so that would be great. I, it would be like Independence Day. Remember when the president, you know, he's like, I'm better up there and he hops in a fucking jet. Did he do that? <laughs> Yeah, remember in Independence Day, the president's up there fighting in the final battle in a jet. Like, that makes sense at all. Nice. He's like, better used to you up there. Dude, Are you? That speech you got the codes. brought me to tears, I, man. I never thought about that until you mentioned it right now, because I haven't watched that movie in so long. What the fuck was the actual president of the United States doing getting in a fighter jet and fighting aliens who, thank Dude. God, have USB so you can log in with your <laughs> computer. There's a deleted scene that out. explains that. There's I've a deleted that. scene that explains that, and explain and it, and it makes a lot of sense. I saw uh, Opie and Anthony talking about Independence the other day, Independence Day the other day, and yep. it was really it's fucking funny. Yeah they, yeah, they tear it apart pretty good. Because Patrice O'Neill's on there. Yeah, you just said, and, and he's making fun of the part where Will Smith punches the alien unconscious and says, "Welcome to Earth." He's like, he didn't just punch him out. He knocked out his outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later, he kills like five scientists, chokes out the president, but Will Smith knocks out his outfit. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, that didn't make any fucking sense at all. And, and keep in mind, this is just post Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Will Smith. This isn't even bad boys Will Smith yet. He hasn't beefed up for Ali. He's not a big, scary dude yet. Yeah. This is skinny yeah. string Bean Smith. Knocking out aliens' outfits. It didn't make any Did sense. Did you, uh, the part where, uh, I guess Jeff Goldblum's dad 
is the most stereotypical Jewish person <sighs> I've ever seen. Where it's like, I, I, I know you'll Listen remember David. Where, where they're up in there. Yeah, yeah, they're up in the plane. And he goes, oh, you're underestimated my son David. My son David comes up here. He helps you. And then you turn on him and you say, uh, David, what do you do here, you Jew? You know, get out. Uh, why would you say that to him? Uh, Oy vey. You know, it's like, my God, this is how that's. It's That's Jewish blackface. Offensive. Yeah, it's yeah. Jewish blackface. And the gay guy. Don't forget the, the flamboyant gay guy. Like, oh, Jesus, oh. Bobby Feierstein. Oh, my God. I'm in so much trouble. I'm going to call my lawyer. <laughs> no, I'm not going to call my lawyer. Yeah, the way he dies is right at the end. Like, he sees a just a billowing wave of destruction coming at him, and he ends his life just with a shitty joke to no one. As he's just, <laughs> oh, God, I better check my fucking deductible policy. And it's like, then dead. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not. It's not a good movie in retrospect. No, I love right. that movie. I love that speech. <laughs> Even now, if I watch the speech, I'm psyched. Uh, <laughs> the speech is okay. The speech is okay. I agree, and it it does get you kind. Of, you're like today, you know. Yeah. He's like re, redefining it's, what Independence Day is. Mm-hmm. It's a touching moment and everything. Um, I, I I do like the first half of the movie better. I like all the destruction, everything getting blown up, and everything. Um, and it just kind of dies there in the middle when they, when like Will Smith's stripper wife, it was like a needless thing and like mm-hmm. the dog jumping and living, they should have both died. His wife and dog should have fucking died. And that's how him and the president bond is both their wives died. And you know, they become the, the president fighter buddies or something. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, then they fly as a formation or something like, like shake and bake. That would have been better. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. A lot of ways you could have made that movie better. <laughs> I like the movie. I, I know it's a popcorn movie. I didn't. Is the new one out? Did it happen this summer? Independence Day. Yeah. I didn't even know they were making a second one. Yeah, yeah. Or I is think it, it came is out. It a remake or is it a sequel? All it's right. So Will Smith sequel. said that he wanted fifty million dollars and his son to play an integral role in Independence Day, which was also his way of saying "fuck you." I'm gonna go do Suicide Squad. Um, so they made it without him. They had two scripts, one with Smith, one without, that have been floating around for like five, six years. But, you know, everybody keeps getting fucking older, so they keep getting revised. But anyway, they did the one without Will Smith. I think his son, who you see, his, like, stepson, like that stripper's kid, uh, from the Independence Day one, I think that he is now, like, your fighter pilot, cool, young black guy character. Um, so I... I'm not, I didn't watch it in theaters. I think it came out July 4th. That would only make sense. But, uh, you know, uh, that ties in with some of what I heard. I, I, like, so Will Smith made a movie with his son, Beyond Earth. Is that what it was called? Yes, it was. And it was a, people like strongly oh. disliked it. Oh, my God. He just got <laughs> like really raked over the coals for it. I could go on for an hour about it. So I haven't seen it. It he, good. He was like really, it's really cautious about making another like space movie is what I heard. So that's why he asked for like. Like, you know, like, look, if I'm going to ruin my career, that's $150 million. You know, you need to pay that. I made up that number, but that was what I heard. I, I know his, I, I think he wanted to make Suicide Squad, but he, he's been yeah. reluctant to do the Independence Day thing for a long time, it seems like. And he keeps trying to get his son, like, pigeonholed into these movies. Um, and his son is, Man Beyond Birth is a shit movie. If you want to watch a movie so that at the end of it, you can, like, talk about it and how awful it is and just enjoy that then it's perfect. Because right from the beginning, I mean right out of the gate, you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. You're just, <laughs> you're stupid. Like, like, the, like all this exposition at the beginning, when you really think about it, it's like, no, nah, none of that makes sense. It, it, it's, it's such a pile of shit of a movie where like, 
the it was like the writer and the director and the actors, none of them knew were were, were telling the same story. Just they doing all their had, own thing. You know what? Yeah, everybody's doing their own thing. There's something Dude, I hate too good. much exposition at the start of movies. Like it uh it totally takes me out of the moment when I see like two men walking next to each other and they turn to each other and like one of them gives like a noogie and they're like, You'll always be my little bro and it's like what? No one does that. No one's ever done that in the middle of a street. Like, I know you have to try and get the message through, but I hate that ham-handed, horrible kind of exposition. In a, in yeah, a, they really I, let it I flow it. in the Lord of the Rings with that 20-minute opening. <laughs> and the land of Mordor, and the fires of Mount Doom. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's interesting. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Because I like it. They did a good job <laughs> of it in... Um... Like, how many rings? You're like, keeping count. <laughs> what was the Tom Cruise movie where they just kept replaying back in time? It was a space fighting thing. Oh, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. So Edge of Tomorrow Edge. opened up with a bunch of like news reports. Like, ooh, the, bad, the aliens just took this city. They just took that city. And in like 90 seconds, you've watched some news and you get a vibe for, for where we are. Um, yeah. You know what's good? Was similar. On yeah. um, HBO... There's the night of the night of. Are you I, getting pulled into that? Are you watching that, dude? I okay. I love the night yeah. of. I think the acting Wait, is. How far are we all in? I'm all three in. Okay. I'm all three in as well. Well, I will Let's not spoil anything for you. Um, I love the night of. I've come to appreciate good acting in a way that I hadn't before. Like, I think if you would have talked to me ten years ago, what I wanted from a guy actor was to be kind of a hero, right? He should be sculpted like a god. He should be able to swing. He should be Tom Cruise in in the, what was it? Back to Tomorrow. Help me. I can't remember. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge, Edge of tomorrow. tomorrow. He should be Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. That's what I want from my guy actor. And women, they should be models. They should be so gorgeous that I don't see another woman that good looking all week, right? You know, like that. that's what I was looking for my actors. But then I came to appreciate guys like Brian Cranston, right? I don't think anyone watches Breaking Bad and says, I want to fuck that guy. But he did an amazing job. So when I watched The Night Up, that lawyer and the kid, like the acting yeah. is super, super strong. There is one thing about it, though. And, and... The feet, right? Can the I feet. guess what you're going to say? The feet. Oh. Yeah, Kyle. So you're only one episode in, and this won't ruin much for you. The next two episodes, they continue to give a lot of attention to this guy's feet. Why? Why? Oh, it's man. so yucky. Camera, the camera's on them a lot. Uh, yes. So he has yeah, eczema that or something. Actually was the, what she's disliking most about the show is that guy's nasty-ass feet constantly getting shoehorned into the conversation like john turturro the actor himself i really Fantastic. like him he's a yeah. great actor but yeah. this whole like oh man he's a he's an attorney with horrible eczema like what <laughs> Did you have to put that in who cares <laughs> like give him maybe like a like i don't know back knee or something where he can like once in a while it peeks through and he's like oh yeah i'm pretty self-conscious instead of wearing mandals around with his nasty ass reptile feet it's oh, disgusting. It's horrible. And they spend a lot of time on it. He goes to like an Alcoholics Anonymous version for eczema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Flakers Anonymous. Yeah. The guy's like, I got back in the dating pool. I'm going to ruin a scene for you. And he's like, how's it doing? I'm holding my own. <laughs> we had this guy at work who had, the. we called him Uncle Bob. I don't know what his fucking real name was. He was like way too old to be working with us. And I got assigned to fucking train this douchebag. And, and he was just, he had the worst dry skin. He flaked everywhere. So much so that, like, we, we had, like, um, computers that were, like, for the community. Like, like if you wanted to get a key out for a, sp a specific car, you, you get the last five digits of the VIN number and you use that code entered into a computer. 
plus a thumbprint, and a drawer pops out with the key, and and they're all and it literally lights up with LEDs. It's a cool system. Anyway, I got to teach Uncle Bob how to use this thing, and I couldn't help but notice that as he's typing, dandruff is falling off, dry skin. So ah. much so, yeah, yeah, so much so that I can see it on the black table that that supports the keyboard, the the little thing, and I'm like, I'm watching him like like snowflakes are falling off this guy, and so I like got I told my friend, I'm like. What's up with his skin? It's like flaking off. And they explained that it was like eczema or whatever, like extreme dry skin. And at his desk, he would be scratching all day and it would be everywhere. And I, it's a little gross, but I was 19 or 20 at the time. So I'd take my business card and scrape it all up when he was gone and be like, look, look at this. Because we were trying to get our bosses to like do something because he was flaking all over like community <laughs> stuff. Like, I wasn't, like, going over there like, look at this gross guy you hired. Get him away from me. I wasn't even sitting near him. It was like, Uncle Bob is flaking onto our shit. If when I go to get a key for my customer, I am literally touching chunks of Uncle Bob that have fought, sloughed off of him. And my boss <laughs> is like, nah, that ain't what that is. That ain't what that is. And I'm like, because he's black. He doesn't understand this kind of dry skin. I'm like, you know when you get real ashy? He's like, he's like yeah, yeah. He is 100% ash. He's nothing but ash. He's crisping away. He's I picture away. like a Disney princess with little like snowflakes and sparkles following her everywhere, but it's dry skin. <laughs> he just walks around the office like singing and talking to squirrel, or squirrels while shedding his skin like a well, fucking you, snake. You should have changed like the the soundtrack for the the office to just start playing when he walks in like it's beginning to look a lot like christmas like <laughs> right in the middle of june like it just gets me so uh, i do feel bad like if he was taking mm -hmm. all the precautions and actually like slathering up and using lotion and shit and oh, still yeah. having that that really sucks because that can be a that that can be really really serious that, i had a friend who had, he had a, a bottle a, of lotion, but he didn't use it enough. He his, his little brother had this like life-threatening thing. Like he couldn't sweat. He his skin just didn't moisturize, and um, like he pretty much couldn't be outdoors. Like he was lizard man syndrome. <sighs> yeah, stone like, man. If he looked like there were aspects of him, like he took especially good care of his face, so his face looked kind of right. But like his forearms and stuff, you know, like he wouldn't. You know, I guess you can only take care of so much of your you body. Yeah. And uh, while I was never exposed to this, I know that, like, his mother Hope would not. have to, like, lotion him. I think him contagious. And... It wasn't. It was genetic. But I was never exposed. But, but as a kid, I bet you wondered. His mom had to, like, apply lotion to his back in places he couldn't reach and stuff. Or his skin would just, like, it would crack and get, like, hard to move. And uh, and it wasn't flexible. Stone man! Yeah. Sounds horrible. It was, oh, it was a terrible. really sad genetic condition. But, um... He was younger than me. So I, I met him when I was like 17 or 18 or something. So I was mature enough to be like, ooh, man, like what a bummer of a birth condition. Yep. But his peers were like 13 and they were acting like Kyle. <laughs> yeah. They would be real cunts about it. Yeah. yeah. Like that would be horrible. Did you, I would that, say that it was face. You. Did yeah, you know yeah, that? I know, Ex I know. Severe eczema. Like, like there are cases, like, th like even John Turturro in that show does not have like the severest of severe mm -hmm. eczema like if you get that it can like shut down and fuck with mucous membranes like in your body if you get huh. internal eczema so what is eczema? unless is i this just a... made that up but i'm pretty sure is this like a, sure. a bacterial infection or like something itchy or... dry skin I... eczema is a skin condition yeah and i don't know well, if it's bacterial based or 
what it is genetic the skin's not producing so, something it needs to be moist and supple it, it, it i think it's as simple as that huh. um but but it's it, 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 it yeah now not enough gluten in your diet that's that's what causes <laughs> eczema you, <laughs> but yeah it was so gross i'd never experienced anything like that and it was generally like a concern it was like i bet there are offices all over the place that like trump up charges to get rid of a smelly guy when really he just smells a little in the afternoon maybe and only if you're right next to him but this guy was a biohazard it was awful i'll never wow. forget that guy it was gross so gross yeah Oh, I want to save this one for PK. The rapper who shot himself in the face. Oh, yeah. With his revolver? Yeah. So I, I didn't watch it. We can save Let's save it for PK because I haven't seen the video yet. So I can watch the video on PKA because I opened the, the, the GIF on my phone and I got to the part where he like places the pistol by his jaw or jowl and I clicked off of it immediately. And I was just like, ah! Because I knew <laughs> what was coming because I'd read the description. But I, in my head, I was thinking like, you know, maybe it's a joke title, or maybe this is not as bad as it sounds. But I can't oh, imagine. I, I am looking forward to your ballistics opinion on it. Um, I, I won't. If, I won't right, so gonna, I'll save I'm it for the guess, show. I'm gonna guess that his like, he, he, like you see one of those at one point, and if it hit mm -hmm. any bone, it probably I, like massacred yeah. it. But it, it, I don't know, in and out. I guess it looked like a, a small caliber, like thirty. We'll save it for the show, I think. But I've got another topic that I really don't want to do on the show anymore. Jesus. The NBA pulled their All-Star game away from North Carolina because of mm. HB2. Did you guys hear about this? I did. No. I remember someone was congratulating them on doing that. On, uh, <laughs> and and that's, that's how I heard of it. Oh, like, oh like, wait. I'm reading it wrong. I actually agree with that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone spoke publicly and said, you know, good job with the NBA by, you know, taking the All-Star game out of North Carolina. Kudos to you. I don't remember who it was, but that's how I heard about it. So if people don't know anything about HB2, I, I've got it up in front of me. It's known as the bathroom bill, right? What people think when they hear HB2 is a North Carolina bill statewide where they made it so that you have to use the bathroom that matches your birth certificate. And it turns out when you get a sex change in North Carolina, you can update your birth certificate. So that's what it has to be. Like if you get a penis, you go to the men's room and, and that's it. So, um, but there's a lot more to it. Like, uh, it prohibits municipalities from enacting anti-discrimination policies, setting a local minimum wage, regulating child labor, making certain regulations for city workers. Um, and uh, That's the problem with bills, right? They, they, they cram so much yeah. bullshit in there. There's, so much there's, pork barrel shit. It removes... Hey. There's just one more thing I want to throw in. It removes... It's hard, I don't know if I fully understand this. This legislation also removes the statutory and common law private right of action to enforce state anti-discrimination statutes in state courts. So there's a whole bunch of like anti-discrimination things that you can't do anymore, the child labor things you can't do anymore. Like it's, but everyone focuses on this bathroom thing. And uh, I think if you look at it on its whole, it's a really, really bad bill. And it, it, you know, people who look at it carefully call it like one of the most like hate-based pieces of legislation that you'll find if people don't know republicans i hope you're gonna say literature like really like is <laughs> like, like, what? how bad is it the republicans in north carolina currently own like the, at the state level the house the senate and the governorship so they've been going hog wild passing 
all sorts of things that like for me maybe i'm too liberal don't pass the sniff test right like the one i keep bringing up is it was illegal at the time for gay people to get married but they made it a constitutional amendment like let's make this fucking double illegal so it's harder to overturn um another one they made it illegal to measure the ocean rising uh for it's global deep. warming that's all that fucking matters yeah. and, and here's one <laughs> there's a lot of it yeah <laughs> and by the way so this thing was enacted like five months ago and there hasn't been a single arrest. It's like a non-problem. Like, like there, not a single person has been caught by this law. They're just doing it to fuck with people. Like, like I want you to know that I hate you for being transgender or something. Like, there's, there's, there's this isn't a problem that we're having. Yeah, I don't think it's that. That's the reason. I think the reason that like people out there support it is because they don't see it as a, you know, you can't go to the bathroom where you want. They see it as like a safety for women thing of like well if we pass this there are going to be piece of shit guys who go into women's restrooms and take advantage of that fact and then you're like is how is that fair you know so, so like why I, is it okay to say oh you know if you're offended by the fact that someone with a penis is peeing next to you that's your problem if they're offended by the fact that you don't want them there that's also your problem they're essentially like, naming all bathrooms unisex you know and yeah, and, that- and, and like that seems like something that I should, I, I don't want to go to the bathroom with a woman in there. When I take a violent, smelly shit, I don't want anybody in there, but I certainly <laughs> don't want a woman in there. You're not allowed to be in there when I take my violent, smelly shit. I, like I don't like it. From, yeah. from that point alone, I disagree with it. Like, 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 look, I don't want to deny a transgendered person the ability to go you know, pee in a bathroom. I don't, but I don't want... I just wanted to be me and some guys in there. I don't want to, there to be anything else going on. For me, this wasn't a problem I ever had. I, I, I don't want anybody I'm in not there. sure I've ever seen a woman go into the men's bathroom. And I no, talked to my wife, no, and she's never not. seen a guy go into a girl's bathroom. Well, we, I've gone into some girls' bathrooms before. <laughs> if you're desperate and you really got to pee or yeah, something, they're cleaner. Well, they're you can't cleaner. find it, sometimes you just got to do it. usually goes the other stall. way, though. Um, the, I, I feel like they like it trumped up a problem and then made a bill to just to fuck with people and the problem is for me and i'm god i'm like i'm the liberal on the show right now um i feel like they're picking on a group of people that are already challenged right you know these guys have higher suicide rates than people who don't have gender identity issues like yeah, not just by a little bit either by, yeah by literally the highest rate of suicide by group of any group that has ever existed so why a lot are of mental illness has come that, along with suicide oh there's suicide a thing tendencies. call volume to the trans lifeline the transgender suicide prevention hotline i'm sorry call volume has doubled to it since the passage of house bill 2 right so oh now that's absurd are you telling me that all i'm telling you is the stat I, I maybe i agree that that they're being a little sensitive about this and, and i gotta say look look if there are plenty of people who have issues where they either can't or don't want to use a public restroom and it doesn't affect their lives in any way whatsoever. I didn't shit in a public restroom until I was a man grown, okay? <laughs> I, <laughs> a I man wouldn't grown. do Yeah. I, I'm not even kidding. I was like twenty five years old before I was willing to, to I would turtle I would be like a, what do they call it, turtle head and like 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 mm. I'm just, just about to shit myself instead of having to go into a public restroom. I don't I just didn't want it. So it you can go through life without doing it. The, if you want to. It's also just needlessly legislating something, like Woody said, that was never a problem to begin with. You're like, absolutely right. I feel like I'm legislation for point zero 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 one percent of the population. Like it's it's like so I'm... tiny a group 
that to just legislate. It seems needless, you know. Like the other thing like, for they me have made the bill. is the, bill the kids. Stupid, it should have never been made. The, the the kid. So this one hits close to home for me, right? We've got a special needs kid, my son. He went to the women's bathroom just because we didn't trust him to handle adults older than most. Like when Colin was 10 or 11 or something, my wife would still be like, you go in that stall, I'll be sitting here outside, you know, and then she'd go. And, uh, you know, all the other people, like they're typically moms or even like a 17 year old girl is usually like understands a mom frame of mind, you know, like this 10 year old boy. Especially is in a... North Carolina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. I got a few miles, you know? <laughs> you know, but like, yeah. <laughs> Then and this thing, you know, makes it a little tougher to like bring your kid to your bathroom if they're not the same sex as you. And I'm like, uh, again, yeah, I you know, like I, was, I feel like I was defending an ignorant position earlier. It's just there's there's so many ways of looking at it. I, I, I'm definitely not for denying transgendered people the ability to go in the bathroom they want to. But on the other on the other end of it, I, I see the other side's point. I think the real problem is that someone wrote a bill about this instead yeah. of just letting it sort its fucking self out. It was never a big enough problem to make a bill about, but I also, to like, so I don't think that should be a bill. Like, I, it's such a non-issue to make a bill. Almost does seem like you were saying that they were making a statement through the bill because obviously <laughs> it wouldn't be efficacious enough on its own merit to do anything. But I also dislike the opposing opposition of people who pretend that. It has nothing at all to do with concern for women's safety in restrooms. You know, it's just, oh, you just don't like them peeing or pooping where they want. No, I really don't care where they do that. But, out, like, if what if there is a huge group of women out there who are uncomfortable with it, which there is, like, why are their feelings prioritized so much less? Like, or is it something they just have to get over? I don't know. I'm a little torn, right? Because there are some people out there who have real gender identity issues, and I feel a lot of sympathy for them. There are also... At least some people who almost like trendy, like identify as an Apache, yeah. <laughs> an Apache attack helicopter, you know, where's my <laughs> bathroom? <laughs> like, and those people get off my team, right? Stop helping me on this. I want to work for people with real issues. Like, you fucking trumped up typically young person inventing new genders. Like, that. That that's not my team, you know. I, I'm oh. just pro. Like, if this guy's in a hurtful place or in a hurting place right now, I'm not mm -hmm. jumping on his back. Yeah, if you can, uh, if you would know that the only people who would, you know, take advantage of that are people who just want to poop and pee where they feel like they should, then I don't think anyone yeah. who's not a true bigot would disagree. I think everyone would be like, yeah, sure, whatever. But there are. Sh Shit people out there there are shit people who will take advantage especially if you're like oh yeah in schools now bathrooms are just meaningless waltz in wherever you want you can't give that kind of freedom to a 16 year old boy you just can't so it's funny i've heard that right and and uh, one of the arguments was made for me now i have a 17 year old girl hey why don't guys just identify as girls and share the showers and i'm like oh well fuck like that is a thing isn't it but it's yeah. not a thing. Like, it never happened. Since they passed the bill, zero people have been impacted by this new law. It was yeah, really just happen. a fuck you to people. Yeah, like, it, it, there's no way that, like, well, I, I, it's not going to, it's not going to affect anyone. I, I don't like that the laws are being written. I think that you need to, Yeah. I, I like that, you know, Trump, sometimes they say that Trump, uh, they're like, oh, whenever it comes to a tough question, all they can say is it's a state's issue. But it is a state's issue. It like, is. the sta it's the United States of America. What works in California doesn't necessarily work in Rhode Island, Texas, and Utah. Like, like 
it, to some extent, there, 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 there should be a lot of autonomy. Not just to some extent. There should be a lot of autonomy between these states. That's the whole point of them, that, that Georgia does things different than South Carolina. And that's just how it should be done. Now, when that stretches into discriminatory practices, when that stretches into hate, then the federal government should be that, that, that check, to, uh, check and balance system to make sure that, you know, fucking Alabama isn't lynching people yeah. like they used to. <laughs> Here's the thing Trump said I didn't like. I know Colin will, Kyle, Kyle will agree with the first half of this. If a president says, I'm the education president, which is not a Trump thing, you know they're full of shit, right? Education is happening on the state and the county level. That's where that gets done. And uh, anytime, just like, hey, pro tip on voting. If a president says he's the guy who's going to teach your kids better, he's full of shit because that's not the president's job. And it won't be Sanders when he said? gets in there. Uh, I don't know. I know he said free college and free shit and free ice cream. That's different. But, I know what you know. Um, now, Trump said, like, I'm the security guy, right? Police are going to be way better under me. And I'm like, man, the president doesn't, like, run the police unless you want a yeah. national police force, which I don't. Like, I don't want I the, do not. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, Trump, I, I get where you're coming from, and maybe you're just telling us where your heart is, but, like, you're not going to have anything to yeah. do with, like, the Raleigh Police Department. Yeah, there's, t like, 20,000 precincts across the country, and yeah. it's not like they all have, you know, a morning conference call to, to check <laughs> each other about how they're going to best subjugate minorities today. Like, it's it, it, to pretend that it's some weird collusionary group of cops specifically, you know, maliciously targeting minorities is... is Ludicrous. It, of course it happens. Of course there's pieces of shit out there. But to act as though this is prevalent or commonplace is just nonsense. I, I, yeah, I, I, I hate to be a pussy on both sides of this, right? But I absolutely loathe it when the Black Lives Matters guy stand up for this person who's reaching for his gun while being restrained, you know, and they say that poor guy, like, yeah, he was literally reaching for his gun. Like, stop it. It was a good shooting. And then on the other hand, it's absolutely true that sometimes the police aren't diffusing things like they need to. And, and the one we talked about, well, I think it was the last PKA with the caretaker of the autistic guy was a yeah. beautiful example of a terrible shooting, you know, that is yeah. just completely indefensible. The, the, you, my um, paramotor instructor, not paramotor talk, <laughs> uh, he was a detective in Germany and he talked about the mindset difference and how, you know, they really, it's all about diffusing the situation, all about calming them down, all about, you're like, oh yeah, they'd agree with you if they thought it would calm you down. Like, oh, you want to kick his ass? Yeah, that guy needs an ass kicking, doesn't he? But we got to do this the right way. And if I can get you off that ledge just like for 10 seconds, you probably aren't going back to that ledge, right? Like, you know, there has to be a new event to get you all riled up again. And like, I don't know, I guess the German police were really valued for their ability to, to, to de-escalate. In America, like, it just seems like marksmanship is valued. Well, they could use some marksmanship in Germany as they have Syrian refugees hacking pregnant women to death with machetes in the streets. Or axes. Or really sometimes, just anything. Yeah, sometimes they do use axes, those Syrian refugees. Uh, a lot of bladed weapons. They yeah. cut a priest's throat today in, ch in church. That was, that was interesting. I saw Don't that. that six-year-old priest. He had it coming. Probably, probably a hate speecher. Dude. Probably very intolerant of, of those refugees that coming into this country. That one was France, right? In France? Um, France uh, and Germany have been getting hit a lot lately. I, I, so 
I was having this conversation in my own head recently. I'm like, why is France getting hit so much? I always thought America was the gold medalist at pissing off ISIS. But it seems like France is pissing them off a lot. It's I... only because there's more. Like, they, they, they have a direct path to get into France because Angela Merkel and the EU, you know, it's obviously open borders in the EU. So once they get into Germany, they can then traverse to France. They can traverse wherever they want in that region. You know, uh, carte blanche, whatever they want to do over there. Go wherever. And, of course, it's more violence from that source over there when you allow a lot of people. And of those people, there's going to be, you know, miscreants and shitheads and people did who you, do the wrong thing. Did you hear the statistics on the percentage that have integrated and gotten employment? Uh, I heard it was super low. It was like 5 or 7%. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a ninety-five percent well, unemployment. It's not surprising. Tell you what, when the when, when you not, know, I doubt Trump it. is always after these Mexicans, but I guarantee you, ninety-five percent of Mexicans who come over here find a fucking job. <laughs> like, like they don't speak a fucking word, but they'll be picking lettuce. They'll be working hard as hell, and uh, they they won't cut any throats. Uh, they they just won't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they're not here to live off the system. I. I it seems. I don't know. Maybe there's some of that, but uh, uh, there is little, some. little column A, little column B. Yeah. No, there's yeah. you, there's no. You know, you can't just say one thing about one group of people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's good ones and bad ones, which is such a racist thing to say it's, on the on the whole of it. Yeah. You know, there's good ones and bad ones. You know how it is. You know, the phrasing's bad, but I think the <laughs> thought process is good. You could say that about anyone, any group. It, some of them get uppity. You know. <laughs> You know, these are all like these are buzzwords for fucking racist, racist. Yeah, but it's not. In the dark, it's know? like there's good ones and bad ones of NFL players. There's good ones and bad ones of MMA fighters. Of races, good ones and bad ones of YouTubers. I think they used to traditionally say, you know, about black people, a thing that would be said was, "Oh, he's one of the good ones." I have heard that. Oh, oh, um, articulate. I've heard as a a well-spoken. Yeah, uh, is is a way to put it. Well, uh, Biden had so many little gaffes like that describing mm-hmm. Obama. Oh, to have to, you know a black with you know just the gift of gab who can just carry <laughs> on yes. and just really get them yammering. He's just like you know, he, he's just so many jives and phrases. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was... I mean I don't like how articulate is one where they'll be like, oh, clearly, you know, shrouded racist intent, when that's the word that pops in my head when I want to describe someone of any ethnicity, gender, or race, or belief set who is eloquent and speaks well. Like, articulate is the most succinct way to to phrase that. What do I say? Oh, he speaks, he he talks good sometimes, mostly. I'd go so far as to say mostly, you know? Yeah, (laughs) something about articulate has become code word for, but most of them aren't. You know, like it's it's the. I think it's just code part. word for most people aren't articulate. You know, of of who, any group, most people don't have the gift of being able to articulate themselves effectively. It's just a fact. Most people don't, and so I think it's a compliment. It's hard to, just on a person base, you know, but especially if you're talking about complex thoughts and ideas. Like it's one thing for a person to clearly let you know that they use Tide detergent and that like that they would like a Pepsi, and that it's too hot in the car. But when you have someone try to explain some big abstract idea and why they feel a certain way about something and not have a lot of, well, you know, uh, I just, you know, like, like it's easy to come off like a dummy. When if you had a moment to collect your thoughts and write a paragraph down, you could probably put something halfway decent together. Yeah. But people are stupid for the most part. All of us. It's a good way to end it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 
kind of a downer. PKN 102. <laughs> Kyle thinks most of you are probably stupid. I think most humans are stupid. <laughs> Us included. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I definitely put myself in that group when you said yeah, it. We're all, all right. a bunch of dummies. 102. Not me.